If you're down to join this group, peace with me. Please make some noise. Okay, okay, okay. If you're on this side of me, please repeat after me. Isn't that immaculate? Isn't that immaculate? And on this side. And are we whole? And are we whole? Now we're going to feed into each other. Isn't that immaculate? Hey! And are we Welcome up, everybody. Welcome. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Iambic Poetry Podcast. I am here with the artist, performer, slam poet, champion, and octave activist. I'd like to give you Natachi Mae. Woo! (laughs) Hey, y'all. How you doing? I would say the spirit is good. The spirit uh-huh. is nearly ready for slumber, but there's a lot of peace in my spirit right now. How are you doing, Sharon? Uh, I'm I'm kicking. I'm kicking it. It's almost Christmas time, and I don't believe in Santa. So everybody looks at me and go, "Hey, so are you gonna pay up, fat man?" Like, yeah, that's right. I'm Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'm the fat man. No, there's a little white in my there's a little gray in my beard, but I I, I don't need that. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was what I first of all I've been dying to talk to you since. You want since you won my quarterly slam over at Sacramento Poetry. I've been you're actually my first one. You're my first list, but I know you're busy, so I was like, uh, can't get her yet. Oh. <laughs> I was like trying to find like she's working, like but, but fortunately, I caught you at a good time, even though it was during COVID. But it's, it's still a good time. But yeah, but no, well, I just wanted to talk to you because one, you have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, even when we met, uh, even when we met well, two years ago and stuff, I, I was thinking like, oh, she's not a poet. You know, she's doing good. Oh, she's very cool. All right. And then I look back like, hey, she has a lot. <laughs> she's not, she's not, she's not just all this. Oh, I'm just coming through. No, no, no. She's been championing. Like, okay. Aww. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, we, we see you. We see you. Appreciate you. I see you too. <laughs> I hear DJing. I hear sitting. I hear MCing. Okay. Don't think we all see you, Sharon. Oh, oh, oh. I'm on the low low. Now I'll try to be the low low, but I can't do it. You know, Sacramento got me. <laughs> but no, but Natasha, tell me about. Tell me about your origin. What's the poetry origin of Natachi Mays? Let's see the poetry origin. Whew. I mean, I would just say from a young age, there's always a love for words. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I guess it comes back. Well, I guess when I was able to start reading and just learning to read even, right? I think I just, I mean, of course I had to sound things out. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know, something about me, remembering when my sister was like shushing me because I couldn't, you know, read without reading out loud. I don't know. I think about that often and still, I guess just to embody words, um, to speak them out loud. There's something really powerful about that for me. And, um, 
Yeah, from I think just kindergarten, I could recall just having little journals in which I would, you know, talk to myself and reflect and things like that or tell stories. And then just growing up in elementary school, you know, writing songs for the little characters and books, um, still loving to read out loud, loving rhyme, rhythm, you know, listening to whatever my siblings are listening to. So a lot of hip hop, a lot of rhyme. Um, yeah. And so with, a question. Oh, go so ahead. How, how many siblings do you have? I have three siblings. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I asked because I because there's you you say like oh sibling like maybe one no 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 I have five <laughs> like oh snap where are you in the I know there's a range there's a range you got any siblings Sean <laughs> I have one brother I have one brother and one stepbrother but yeah okay yeah. yes so yeah so yeah so, but as you're saying continue sorry Bob yeah no you're all good <laughs> yeah so it it's just something I I don't know just just love of words and language and performance is something that just started to that just became sort of a part of my identity somehow mm-hmm. um you know like thinking even you know in school if there's ever a project where you could do something like make a song or a video or something like that as opposed to writing an essay and maybe that's almost everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> i would be super interested in that you know in, in the performance aspects and and trying to find different opportunities to sort of speak or share um and i think once i sort of got into this when I went to high school, it was interesting because I think I started to get really shy in a way. Like I still had places and people didn't necessarily see me as a shy person. Um, but to speak up, because there's some poetry um, assignment that we had. And it's one of these things where I like, I know I'm going to sign up for it. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh yeah, let's try this out. <laughs> okay. um, but one of my first presentations in high school, I just remember being so shaky and nervous. Um, and then there was like a poetry club and all these other things. And I would a hundred percent be like, yes, I want to do this, but I also feel just this tremor in myself when I, when I did it. And it's like, it used to, Oh, at the beginning of high school, like, cause, you know, little elementary school in Tachi, she was holding it down. Okay. She was, she was down to speak. There's right. other spaces where she was shy a bit, but it was interesting in high school. I think I just saw this really big transformation as far as my comfort with that. Okay. Something I still did. Um, and like when I would get to the end of a performance or something, like my my muscles would be so tense and I would feel so hot and I could hardly like look up. Um, got over that, you know. <laughs> Shadi has gotten over that. Most definitely. Still get, I still get some nerves every now and then, you know. My pitch still be sweaty, y'all, even on Zoom. We're for these virtual performances now. Um, so but it's you, interesting to see those shifts. So did you 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 went to high school in Sacramento? You're from Sacramento, right? Yes, I'm from the Elk Grove, so Sac yeah. County, not not Sac proper. proper. So yeah. I went to school in Elk Grove, over right here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. where about you? Well, me, um, technically, I move a lot, so I've I moved up from Southern California all the way up to Northern California. So, well, that's all my school and stuff. But no, I, I was looking up that you basically went to Elk Grove. You went to Elk Grove High. But oh, Franklin High. Oh, Franklin High. You went to El- Franklin High in Elk Grove, but you're ready to move out of state. <laughs> That's what I read. I read that you're ready to move out of state. So your first place you went to when you moved out of state was New York what? City. Yep. Yep. I got that. <laughs> Yeah, right. You did your research. Yeah, I'm shook. I didn't get. I didn't take my stuff off the internet. So you're telling me, Sharon. <laughs> so, so where is Columbia? Where is Columbia? Is it Columbia um, College? Is that that's the school? Was Columbia College? Yeah. Columbia University. 
So Columbia University, okay. but within Columbia University, um, I was a part of Columbia College because they have different sort of like smaller schools within the university. Nice, nice. And you, so you and you basically, it's like you went a lot. You you participated in a lot of things or performances and stuff. And you also you also became you had a science a computer science major in there mm-hmm. and stuff. So one thing I was so what was the fact I heard that I read that you had the fact of changing majors, but you stopped because you love the, you love the neuro, you wanted to do neuroscience, but you love that computer is like a brain. Explain that to me. Okay. Yeah. So I ca- went into university. Um, and even prior to university, I was thinking I, like, I, you know, maybe I could do something like with neuroscience and creative writing. Yeah. Um, and then I came in and I was like, Shadi, do you even like being in classes that much? Like, of course, like, there's cool things about learning, but I'm like, you know, I, I want to be also in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So I didn't, in that moment, I didn't really think that a double major would be feasible for me and what I wanted to focus on. Nice. But, um, so I was thinking neuroscience and mainly considering that just in thinking about people, <laughs> um, that curiosity of people, that curiosity about the self. Um, I think back then it was a bit more self-deprecating a little bit, like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Like, just like, why am I like this? <laughs> like, not all the time, but even just thinking about why are humans the way they are, you know, and, and tying that very much to the brain. Um, I would say my neuroscience info is, you know, you know, I, I did not study neuroscience, you know, so <laughs> I can only have so much breath and reach with this. Um, but just that interest and curiosity about people and the central parts of ourselves is really what made me consider neuroscience and even psychology, right? Um, but I guess thinking about um, neuroscience and that combination of psychology, biology, and some other things with that heavy focus on the brain, that's what sort of um, inspired me to tap into that. And so I ended up signing up for a computer science course. I was almost going to drop it. But one of my best friends was like, no, <laughs> like he didn't press me so much. Like they didn't press me so much on it at all. But for some reason I was like, okay, let me just try this. Um, this class, I can take my psychology course, which mind you, I really enjoyed that psychology course. So I was like, I'll come back to it. Like it's part of my major. Um, and then I took this computer science course and I was thinking like, oh snap. Like, yes, there was definitely that parallel between the brain for sure, which is really interesting to me. Um, but I think also just thinking of, you know, Look at us on Zoom, right? This virtual world, <laughs> this digital world that we're tapping into, um, which is, of course, still very much tied into the material realm, even though it seems so magical and abstract sometimes. Um, I think I was, one, just thinking about just how computer science is everywhere. Um, it's everywhere. It's a part of so many things. Um and I guess then it's like, oh, wow, the economy, job prospects, blah, blah, blah. I think all those things, you know, definitely influence that in a way. Um, but I think in choosing that, it was also me being like, okay, with this major, I sort of get to learn some form of a language. And whether or not I want to continue down this path of computer science, whether or not I want to go back to school, I can kind of have this medium in which I can create with. And I think in thinking of that medium, it's something I feel like, I feel like I didn't even realize or honor that I could really study the arts in college. Like, I don't, even though I, from, just from, I definitely consider myself an artist, being at Columbia more people knew about me being an artist than they did of me being a computer science major, <laughs> you know? So it was never something that was far from me. Um, but it's something I didn't think 
I really gave myself that permission to be like, I'm out to major in this thing right now. Um, yeah. So you're, so you're saying that you kind of kept the incognito performing and also computers or your, your major kind of in their own little separate little zones. Hmm. I mean, I don't know if it was so much incognito. Okay. I don't know if it's something I was definitely like, I'm so proud to be a computer science major. Like it didn't feel like, feel like that per se. There was communities and spaces that I still appreciated being in as computer science major and like communities that and friendships that were built around that. Um, but I think if you, and I guess this element of like just being a computer science major, it's not someone you don't just look at someone and you're like, I know what you're studying, you know, <laughs> so there's right. that. Um, so I don't know if it was so much intentionally like in, incognito. Um, but when it came to being in performance and art spaces, it's just such a, it's such a more visible space okay. where I found myself being more visible in that. Um, and in part because, you know, spoken word poetry is a very visible, or visible art form as well. So, so one of the groups you're with was, uh, was the Barnard Poetry Slam? Uh, yeah, Barnard College Poetry. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so we called it Barnumbia every now and then. So Barnard College times Columbia University. Uh-huh. Um, so we had a poetry slam team. So, and you, you like, you had two times you were a finalist and stuff or a champion on, were you a finalist or champion? Finalist. 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 Uh, thought. So, 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 so how, so I know you went to, uh, the Naru, Naru, Uh, I went there, Nurikin Cafe. You've been to, so basically, you basically were in deep in the, um, poetry aspect world of New York. Mm-hmm. How is that different? Were, did you do any poetry slam here in California before you left or, or all of this been after? Yeah. So uh, I'm a Sacramento area youth speaks alum. Okay. okay. Back okay. in high school, I was doing the says youth slam okay. team nice. um, out here. So, but yeah, so Sacramento area youth speaks definitely like just put me on so much okay. in terms of just getting into that community of writing, creating and performing together, traveling together. Um, so I definitely had some taste of the slam world through that. Okay. So you going over so you going off to New York, you you kind of just fell fell into it. It's like, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know these guys. Yeah, I mean, when I got there, I was definitely looking for it from jump. I was okay. like, okay, where are the open mics at? Like what sort of organizations and things on campus exist? Like it's very interesting, right? Because I think in terms of in that notion, in terms of like some of the actions and how I showed up, right? right. I was very much like, yep. I want to be in this community. I want to create. I want to create with others. I want to share my work. Um, but it's so interesting, like, even just hearing myself talk right now, right? To see how separate, not so separate, because I still was able to tap into the arts in my major or my studies overall at Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting as far as how I just felt of the city um, and the arts scene and community and how I was just like threw myself into that versus not thinking so much of that in my academics. Hmm. And then I know you basically did go abroad to um, Denmark. And as you and as I read, it said that you kind of were trying to take a rest period, but that didn't happen. Why is that? But I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call it an intentional rest period, <laughs> but I just, I guess just in thinking, you know, at that point, right, I think that was like, I was already in my third year of university. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and very much so like on campus and 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 whatnot like poetry is very much and performing was very much a part of my routine and my habits um my relationships you know so i think just in this seeing that i'm going to be in a new place um and be in copenhagen denmark at that where i'm just like all right what's what's it gonna be like as far as uh the creative community even though there's so many dope creative spaces out there for sure but i i think i just had this awareness or so i thought right that i'm coming from this place where i've almost sort of established myself already into a new space um and it was just sort of this notion of like oh yeah it's not gonna be the same so i i just didn't really expect it which is kind of silly i guess because i it's kind of what happened <laughs> anyhow <laughs> right and you see like yeah. you, did, you did do a a, a piece with a well, I think she's a Pakistani, um, half Pakistani, half Danish. When mama broke waters, I slid into new saliva drip name, Natachi, meaning from God, from God, from God, from God. For eight months after my birth, I was not given a name. What, what do, do you call something you did not expect or want? What, what do you call a daughter? But Ma knew I'd fought to be here, faced fibroids her other child could not. She called me Durga, the one who would take us through difficulties, primordial cosmic energy. Ah, Pakistani Danish. So yes. not necessarily like half and half. Oh, okay. It's interesting because like nationalities and ethnicities and other things. But, <laughs> but yes, Pakistani Dane. Okay. So then, we didn't do a piece together. Okay. We didn't, but we have performed um, at the same events and did some sort of event organizing and things together. Okay. And I did read that you did do a Nigerian piece that you were that you were doing. So now, so uh, so let's go into that. So you're a first generation Nigerian American. Yes. So, so how does that work? I mean, I, I've heard of, I've heard of first generation, you know, in, um, families having their first generation kids that live in America or wherever, and it's it's almost like, even though your mom and dad have this mentality, your mentality is a little bit different because it goes in a different direction. But you still have to think the way they think, and even though you're not, you're not, you're not in the same spots. Like we're not in the same spot. That how you gonna be? How you gonna make me think the same way? What's going on here when America's doing this? Like, uh. <laughs> so how's that work? Let's explain that one. <laughs> I mean, in honor of all first generation uh, something Americans, you know, I would say there's a lot of breath to how it works. You know, okay. it could look so different across the board. I would say, in my regards, no, there's that notion of like, okay, I have family. And my immediate family, right, who have grown up in Niger, Nigeria, um, I have this notion that my I have you know relations and lineage to this other space where I was not born, where I did not go much growing up, um, but still being out here, there's an, some folks who are part of this Nigerian community, um, you know, people who I grew up calling on uncle and auntie and cousins and whatnot and things like that so i think it's this it's just like this multiple community type energy you know okay um people who like carry their culture with them and getting to tap into that while also like you said like you know being growing up black in america is not the same as growing up like nigerian in nigeria and yeah. <laughs> you know even that concept of blackness you know it changes so much depending on um 
where you are in a global context, even though there's a lot of things that might stay the same, but even how one understands their blackness can be so different depending on where you are um, in the world. Um, yeah, so I guess it's just that notion of sort of having almost this other sense of lineage, um, okay. just considering culture, right? Like a cultural lineage along with this, um, <laughs> I guess, lineage of blood and flesh. Right. So, so uh, is it is it Ebo? Or, yes, Ebo. Okay, because okay. uh, I know I have a friend. I also have a friend um, named OG. He's a uh, singer. He's a singer, rapper, songwriter, and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, he's all in. Shouts to OG. We still do things and stuff. But yeah, he's he's, he's from Nigeria too and stuff. He's, like, mm-hmm. uh, he's. I was like, yeah, man. It's a girl I know. She's. she's I don't know. <laughs> she's from there. She's like. He's like. Where? And then he started going. What's the tribe? <laughs> it's like. I'm like, I'm like, oh, she's like, I didn't know it was that deep. It's like, is is it that deep? I mean, you have to know, you know, what's what's tribe limits, you know, it's like all like you need to know lineage, where she's from, where they're from, and this and that before they even get attachment or something. I mean, I would say like literally Nigeria has such breadth and range to it, right? right? So it can be so different. I mean, so Nigeria itself, I'm already probably not even saying the complete breadth, right? Um okay over 250 languages and ethnic groups. Um, And so, and as far as the tribe, I think tribes do play a big part of it. Of course, um, Igbo is in that sort of like the top three ethnic groups and languages in Nigeria. Um, And so I think as far as like what Nigerian, what it means to be Nigerian, it has such also variety. So I can, and of course, like, right. It's because some people might be like, Oh, I'm Nigerian. Whereas other people are just like, I'm Igbo. And of course, those things can coexist. It can have different sort of connections and meanings for folks. And I Uh, think, yeah, so I think there can still be a kinship there. But then, you know, thinking about how borders and boundaries were sort of, you know, all tossed together, there's, of course, still an identity around being Nigerian. Um, But it's like, how deep do those identities go? Mm. Um, It can still go really deep, like, because literally borders are, become real um but even those borders can then inflict so so much struggle um especially when a government is you know wilding out (laughs) governments be wilding governments be riling that's just a (laughs) but i didn't know that you so when did you come back did you come back abroad and then graduate when was that so yeah so i left i attended that i did that study abroad program 2018 came back like June 2018 and then I had another year of university left okay and did you because I know you were you came well 2018 that's when I met you that's that's why I think 2019 no 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 I met you in 2018 because you were you were about you went to one of the um Luna's cafes um battles okay I'm thinking because you, you, you went to my thing on, on December of um, 2019. So I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see coalition. Yes, yeah, so I think that was in the summertime. I think okay. summer of 20, yeah, summer of 2019 was when I went to Luna's for that session. Okay. okay. Yeah, so I had graduated from already. Okay. So, so you were very fresh off the, so I got, got my, got my graduation thing. Now I'm not to work. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> so, so what got you back into, or, or did you want to ever leave 
the slam poetry scene? Did you want to just get back in and see what we can do now, or what, what was the what was the plan? Just to, I'm just gonna check out what they got. What's like the- I don't know if I ever like formally was like bye slam, you know? Because even 2019, I had um, been on the poetry slam team right. from there, um, so it was more just like a, a reconnecting. So. Because in space, I've been connected with some of the Sacramento, like, scenes, mainly, like, at Soul Collective. Shout out to Soul Collective. The best place ever. (laughs) (laughs) My heart. Um, You know, so I I think it was just this notion of I'm back, you know, I'm back in, um, I'm back in sack. I want to tap in. I want to tap in, you know, and as far as my mediums of tapping in is very much through poetry and performance. So, and that's something I, I always look for. And I just find a lot of purpose in, in poetry and spoken word and things like that. So it's just like, Hey, I'm back home. I know this thing is happening here. And I am <laughs> putting this on my calendar. Hey, now I'm a pull up. <laughs> and, you, and you won. So it's like, it's like you won that night. So we were like, yeah. oh, I was like, oh, there's another person in town that's coming. All right, come on. <laughs> so, so yeah, we so we 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 kept eyes on you. You know, you working the like, oh, you're so funny. Yeah, you were working. I was like, she's going where? Okay. Because remember, because I remember some people did ask you, hey, you know, you want to join the team or you want to do this? I think the team was shutting down for a little bit, but you want to like, you know, give it and you're like, I have to go do things. I'm working a job. And so I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, she's, she's cool. She's, she's cool. Oh, are you talking about that slam that was yeah. maybe the smaller yeah, not the one, not the one at Luna. Not the one at um Sacramento Poetry Center. I'll, I'll get to that one later. But yeah, the one. I don't think I made. I think this team was already formed when I was there. So I don't think it was for mm. the specific team. Right. I'm not mistaken. Well, well, because I know they they shut down having a team for almost two years because of the situation of uh, it was embezzlement and stuff that happened. That oh. yeah, yeah. Some things were some things were going down that was wrong. That was a little conniving. So we so they, they shut it down for about two years. So no one no one slammed internationally. Well, they slammed, but they didn't do it for a championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um but let's let's get to that part about yeah, that quarterly slam that you you're you did the first quarterly slam of Sacramento Poetry and that I hosted. It was you, uh um, Brandon Leak, which Brandon like Brandon Leak right now is basically won the um AGT uh, American Iconic. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> That's so amazing. I love that. And then you, you, you even faced off, so you faced off several people. I mean, you faced off Grace Lozier. You great, you faced off uh, Jay Rowe. I mean, you had a lot of, t- even, oh, even, um, even, hey, even, not hey, Jesus, uh, my Jorge. Jorge. Yeah, Jorge. Yeah, Jorge. And then basically you three are the ones that made it. Jorge, Brandon, and you were the ones, but you made champ, you made first out of the, out of the three. So. How did that? How did how did that feel? Or how how was that feeling? You, I know, I know, I hit you up, and you're like, "Hey, I'll be there." I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so first one, I'll, I'll let you. Out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I have a my relationship with Slam is interesting. Okay, I just like because I definitely appreciate it, and it's a space I've gone to right willingly, yeah. voluntarily, time and time again. Um, but I think. Oh, th- there's this really that element of the competition aspect because you're like, oh yes, you know, let's come through, you know, perform, uh, give our heart. Um, also, there's like the scores, you know. There's like, okay, you know, 
winning is fun. Yeah. A little cash, or a little check, that's fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, right, there's also this element of community and listening and, right. and getting to interact with different voices and people. And I think, you know, even like getting to meet Brandon and Jorge, like, and also see some other faces who I've seen, you know, like J-Row. Um, yeah. I've seen, I've heard Grace, I think, just from like the internet, you know? Right. Um, so I think that's also just a very special part of it. And I think there are parts of me where I'm just like, Ugh, slam, you know, because I'm like, oh, y'all just want to throw hands. Slam is looking about throwing hands at the same time. But at the same time, it's like so much love or can be so much love. And I think that is something I felt a lot of in that quarterly slam. Um, and like some pieces where I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't remember the exact piece that Jorge did. And I've been like, and from there, I don't. I started listening to, cause that's, that's when I first met Jorge. Right. And so I think we exchanged like Instagrams and things. So I started right. listening to podcasts and I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, mm. <laughs> this yeah. And just, just like, just the spirit and the soul yeah. uh, of that space was so beautiful, you know? So it was, it was really enriching. Um, winning is definitely fun. You know, it's always right. fun to be like, Hey, you know, we did that. Um, right. but I, but I think, yeah, it has to be so much more than that because it's it's not enough. <laughs> that's not that's not enough. Most definitely. I mean, I know, I know what I know is one thing when you were you're very. I know you enjoyed it, but it was a big thing of camaraderie that came up of everything. You know, we had a big camaraderie there, and just everyone everyone vibing on just the space. That was that was pretty good. I mean, I, it was a big crowd. I mean, even even they were surprised. Like, it's a big crowd there. I was like. What do you expect? <laughs> we're gonna bring people. We're just like it's like yeah, we're gonna do things. We're gonna bring them. <laughs> we're gonna bring people. But um, so so have you still been? Have you have you been slamming over the time? I mean, I heard I've heard your layover podcast. I heard the layover podcast that you basically did. I heard a couple other podcasts that you've been on and stuff. Um, so I'm assuming you've you've been doing po- poetry or s- not slam, but mostly poetry in effect. But there's one thing that, that caught me off guard. You basically did a workshop, a rapping workshop and beast workshop in Rikers Island. Tell me about that. What, I mean, this is Rikers Island. I mean, mm. with, the, with the teenage youth and stuff there. So talk about that. Yeah, so I was doing that um, like my first two years of university. And I loved being a part of that program. So called Beach Rhymes and Justice. Right. It was in part sponsored by uh, the Center for Justice, which is um, housed in Columbia University School of Social Work, as well as um, Audio Pictures, which is like, um, what do I call that? Like a studio slash audio production company um, led by an artist, um, icon, <laughs> whose stage name is Ryan Perfect. Um, and uh, yeah, like getting to work with them was really phenomenal. I think it was, there's definitely some tough parts of it, you know, like you said, it's Rikers, right? Um, right. So you can definitely just see there's neglect built into the system. There's a hardness in terms of how, what it looks like to get in and out or what it looks like for um, for the youth who are in the programs to, you know, come through. And there's always certain things that, you know, just don't go as planned because maybe something like happens and someone's something becomes on lockdown or someone's passes didn't get approved. Like there's one day I had to just be sitting in the front waiting for them to finish the program. Wow. <laughs> um, 
Um, but at the same time, like, no, that stuff is so dope to be a part of. Um, so we, we were with like 16, 17 year olds, um, and just bringing music, talking about music together, reflecting on that. But also we facilitated both, uh, beat production workshops and, you know, writing sessions, rap sessions, and just also had time to freestyle and just talk. Um, it was interesting being in that space because it was hosted in like the school area of Rikers. So like, um, and it was interesting. There were like some books and they were all just like, oh, y'all got these books in here? Like, yeah. I don't know how much, the, how much access folks had to the books at all time and things like right. that. But it's interesting considering, you know, because basically you're in there and you're like, it's all basically black and brown folks, you know, primarily black okay. and brown folks, which is frustrating um, to consider and know, right. but it's like, we know what this world does, right. <laughs> you know? So there's, I think there's a lot of frustration there um, to sort of just look around and just like, oh, this looks like my family. It's my family, basically. Right. Um, and also, it was interesting to see that the books, you know, there's a lot of books primarily authored by, you know, uh, by people of like, black and african descent um so it's like what i don't i don't know how much that goes into the culture but it's very interesting to see that um and i don't know how all the schoolings looked of course um because there is so much you know just neglect and lack of resources and things um but it's very interesting to see that because it's almost like okay like this sort of reflection of the sort of ethnic population and it was like kind of like i love that these are here um but it was very like kind of a strange thing because it's like oh snap okay this is what y'all got right here um but it was just so dope though as far as you know because like the talent and the passion and all of that was so prevalent you know the excitement that folks had um the writing abilities or the curiosity or the just the excitement for something creative uh, to be going down, you know, because it's not necessarily that's where all their time is spent by by no means like nah. Um, so it was super special to just get to be a part of that and get to work with some like dope educators and artists. Um, but it's also just frustrating because you're like, dang, people really be like that. Like, <laughs> yes, they were. Nah, what? <laughs> so there's a lot of frustrating aspects with it. Um, you know, seeing like it, it was it was cool to sort of like build community in that space for sure, though. Um, and just see the dope artistry that came out and the storytelling, um, which also was you know tough to listen to, but it's powerful still. And, and being a part of a program that really is about expression um transformation creating um in a space where you're like oh that's not supposed to happen right creativity art writers what <laughs> um and of course we wish it didn't have to happen or be there in a way but i think it's so important that it was and i'm so grateful that i got to rock with the people who were uh, running those programs for sure okay so i'm assuming you're a hip-hop head then a hip hop head? Yeah. Look, look, look. I look, look. If you start asking questions, you, I'm about to look real whack. Why? <laughs> I mean, let's see. To say, I don't know if I can, because I feel like people be spitting about the history. They'll have all the bars memorized. And I don't think I could definitely like claim that in the same way. Okay. I do think the energy and spirit of hip hop is something that's very powerful for me and transformative to me and that I rock with and move with. Yeah. But maybe on different levels, right? Like 
say like dancing and movement like i'm always down for like tapping a cypher in that way i definitely appreciate rap cyphers as well um and just lyricism and things like that but i would say my history if you start quizzing me i'm about to be like like oh no we're not gonna be like, okay. i'm just a little poet who loves to dance <laughs> and vibe <laughs> all right <laughs> all right but we, we i do have some questions i do have some field questions that i always like to throw out people and stuff and here's one of them so we know that in the poetry community there's two types of po- there's two type styles of poets first is the literal poet the, that's the person that will write the books who who basically writes the um the in the magazines and everything of poetry on words on books and then you have the performance poet or the stage poet who basically is on person that's performing on stage videos and everything he's they're out there throwing their cds and stuff they're basically using their voice why they don't want to use their words so we are there's always been a big tension between the two which is called the page versus the stage so Natachi, i want to ask you which one do you feel comfortable with the page the stage or both I would say both, but I definitely, um, like the stage is definitely like a home for me though. Like thinking about the physical embodiment of words, you know, thinking about performance is something I care about a lot about voice, like how you give voice and pacing and, and just how you show up, um, in a very, I suppose, animated or visual or audible way. Like that means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely have a lot of, you know, I, I rock with some pages. Okay. Okay. I don't just, my poems don't come from just the brain. I, I write them down. Sometimes they start there. Um, and I would say as far as like my experience, it's, it's more so in that stage and live setting. Um, but I definitely appreciate the page um, and have been diving into that a bit too. But I definitely love something I've been loving to do is having them accessible sort of in multiple formats. So then exploring more, um, like doing more audio poems. So things that you can read, but you can also listen to. So, so that, that reminds me. So I hear you do a lot of, um, audio performances on, you know, on podcasts. Do you actually have like a, a CD or, or MP3 or something or something already online or something beyond? <laughs> Is it something you have tangible? I'm trying to find that. Mm, so I do not for poetry. Mm-hmm. It's been sort of a, a dream, I suppose, to start actually like making my, my poems more accessible in that way. Potentially oh, like okay. some PEP or something. I'm starting to get more into uh, to rapping as well. So Ooh. I just... Oh, so I there is rapping. <laughs> oh, there is rapping. Maybe I am a, a, a minor hip-hop head, you know? Small piece, you know? Maybe. <laughs> She's keeping it under people. She's keeping it under. <laughs> yeah, so I was able to uh, put out my first song that I collaborated on with my friend, um, uh, whose artist name is that I had high. My brother produced it, Chimchilla Beats. So we put that out earlier this year. So as far as purely audio things there's that um but hopefully in the future you'll see some more audio things from okay me. you gotta you gotta send me that link of that one so just got you <laughs> uh, and another question is so since you are a little bit hip-hop hands uh, i want to know who are your best five rappers top five rappers <laughs> top five okay mm-hmm. let's speak it could be anyone. You don't have to go into any kind of state. You just say, hey, these are my top five I like, or now, or whatever, you know. 
Okay. Let's see. Mm. What I will say is, you know, this list is subject to change. This is just me feeling and vibing in the moment. Uh, I would say I had like, uh, especially like end of 2015 and of course still beyond. Like I was like Chicago hip hop scene. Wow. Top notch. Like so good. Um, So from there, like I really love Saba. Um, Yes, most definitely. Yes. Saba. Such a powerful storyteller, creative producer, all the things. Uh, no name also, you know, nice. coming out from Chicago. Big love to her, her spirit, her soul, her vocals, her lyricism. Truly a poet with everything. Um, so those are some rappers I always be turning to. Ooh, I've been listening to a lot of Koji Radical these days. Mm, um, yeah, so Koji Radical is like a Ghanaian British uh rapper he got some heat he okay. got some heat i think he also used to be sort of like come up in the poetry scene in the uk oh, okay. um but yeah I, I love his music um let's see let's see what else we tap it into for the favorite rappers and this is just rap right it's not like let's see i would say i've been loving me some ooh, ooh, some like I got, gotta take it to Nigeria, okay? Like, okay. I, should I just put these people together? There's, okay, I'm gonna say three people. Let's see, as one. They're just gonna be my fifth. One. They're gonna be my fifth people <laughs> all together. Um, <laughs> so there's, um, there's some like rappers, musicians, um, from southeastern Nigeria, primarily like Enugu State and a number state. Um, so named Flavor. She's more of a vocalist. Um, then there's. Fino and Zoro, and they collaborate often and do a lot of Igbo rap and things like that in their music, especially when they use like a lot of the traditional like rhythms and like the very sort of drum heavy. I guess everything's drum heavy at this point, <laughs> but that kind of has like a more raw sound, I would say, than like the super like poppy songs, which I still rock with. I still honor, but they have some songs that just have that 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 sort of hard like drum rhythm where i'm just like oh i am ready to dance um and they be rapping in ebo and my ebo is very my comprehension as well as speaking skills very minimal i am learning um but i love their music and their energy and i'll be watching their music videos so much and just be dancing and jamming to them so that will close out my top five list nice so, so let's, let's let's see them again so the first one saba no name uh was koji radical flavor zoro and uh, fifa fifa fino fino and fino all right that's six people but hey those those first three came out. That's uh, you should check that. I was like, all right, make a spot. We'll make a Spotify list for y'all to check out there on those people. Yeah, but nah. Uh, so so if you're doing so if you're doing rapping, so why don't we why don't we go into your poetry? So there's one poem I remember you have that you talk about your your heritage and also not knowing your like you say you don't not knowing your native tongue, but you mm-hmm. want to. Um, what's that poem again? What's that one called? Yeah, so it's called, I usually title it. I feel like so many of my poems, I'm always changing the titles. That's a fun fact. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but that nice. one is quite known as uh, my language. Okay, okay, and that that one itself, you, you always what always cracks me up about when you do it is you bring not only the, the passion, but there's a a raw 
ruggedness of like you gotta feel everything I'm saying. Every word comes out is like, oh snap, she's gonna she's gonna break a tear on somebody. <laughs> You, you well, you do. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. You you do break some tears. I mean, even, even white folks will get you like, God dang, she's gonna make me, <laughs> she's gonna make me tear up. I didn't, I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. It's like, oh, she's gonna Sarah McLaughlin on these white folk. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> she didn't have to sing. She's basically tear. I'm like, oh, okay, they're, they're, they're. she's feeling them. They're feeling you. <laughs> they're feeling you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm cracking up. <laughs> hey. That's what I'm like. But no, what's what, what's the next thing coming up on you? I mean, what, so wait a minute. What's, let's, let me wind that part. How's COVID been affecting you? Because I mean, it's, it's affecting everyone, but how, how's it, how you been doing with COVID and stuff? Oh, so, oof, well, I've been in, indoors a lot and I'm able to be, and I know that's not something that's, you know, dealt out evenly. Right. Um, and I'm, so with COVID, so I was living in Seattle at the beginning of the, air, of the year, uh, yeah. came back to SAC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, came, yeah, working up there. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm working from home um, and also with my immediate family right now, everyone's back. Um, and so I think it's been a mix of things, right? Because it seems like grief is so tangible these days, mm-hmm. you know? So I've definitely, just like, you know, as a collective, but also, you know, um, you know, in, in our localities too, um, there's also this element of like, can work from home. Um, and it was like a pretty recent job that I had gotten early at the beginning of the year. Um, and just being like, Oh, wow, I can, I, I'm at home (laughs) working, (laughs) you know, just a different dynamic of me being home and, and working in this way, um, getting to connect with my family in a different way than before. Right. Cause it just hasn't been, this sort of continuous time that we've had together in this way. Okay. So there's been a lot of nourishing things there. Um, but yeah, it's also like some spooky things, <laughs> you know, just like the world. What's, what's up world? Like what's going on? There's a whole pandemic. Um, so it's just a, a mix of things, you know, I think there's definitely a lot of gratitude. Um, and I feel like I have access to a certain stability right now, which I'm, I'm grateful for. Um, and still those just those contemplations and the frustrations with just how much inequity there is and that's amplified at this time. Um yeah. So I would say yeah, definitely a lot of gratitude, but also like <laughs> system world, what's happening, what's going on? But also also like super juiced by what people are doing. Cause I feel like so many people are tapping into so many like different creative projects, um, collaborations, so many mutual aid organizations or just movements and things are popping up. Um, so just seeing different ways people are taking care of one another is super special. Um, yeah, but it's, it's definitely a strange time. It's a strange time for sure. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. Do you have anything upcoming coming up that you're doing for 2020, for the end of 2020? <laughs> like in general, like. Or just doing the Christmas. I'm spending Christmas with time. I mean, I understand. <laughs> um, probably going to be eating more cookies. Um, I have. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> and some bacon up. You know, I make really good cornbread, you know, my, you know. Bless some friends with cornbread. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Things that, I guess, like, yeah, continuing to write for sure. Going to be taking um, just a break from my work from homework. (laughs) And I guess, yeah, reflection, 
prepping for the upcoming year. Um, yeah, spread love with the fam, spread love with the friends in the ways I can. Okay. How well, about you? What you looking for? Anything you looking forward to? Uh, forward to? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna keep my guard up for 2021 because I'm not going on like 2020. You know, look, keep my head down. Like, no, you ain't catching me. You ain't catching me. <laughs> you ain't catching me. I'll go next time. Mm-mm. No, sir. No, um, uh, spend time with family and just, you know, the weirdest thing out of this whole thing is that my, is I've spent more time with my family now than I have for 30 of my years of my life. You know, it's, wow. it's weird because, um, well, we'll talk about that after, after this, but yeah, no, it's, it's been, a, it's been a trip. Uh, but no, Thank you for coming on and stuff. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you on social media and everything so they can look you up? Yeah, so my main social media home is Instagram. Instagram be playing us, so be careful with Instagram, okay? Instagram might not care about us that much, y'all. Just the FYI. <laughs> but shout out to Instagram, partially. Um, Instagram is my social media home <laughs> where I'm most active on and you can find me on Instagram at natachi.life, which is spelled N-A-T-A-C-H-I dot L-I-F-E. Natachi.life. There you go, people. Get on that Instagram. See, she Natachi dance as she goes off and stuff. She goes off, <laughs> she goes off in the rest. I mean, even her brother Appreciate gets annoyed. Appreciate you. Yeah, <laughs> even her brother gets annoyed. They're like, what are you doing? Get out of my way. <laughs> you really did your research, Sean. You really did your research. Hey, hey I watch you. Don't. <laughs> I watch over your videos every so much. Like, what's Natachi doing this time? Oh, she's the. Okay. Watch out. Watch it. Oh, she's gonna okay, cool. But nah, yeah. No, but thanks for coming on. I mean, this is this is one of the things I've been treasuring because I wanted you to go on before and stuff, before the end, before the beginning of the year and stuff. But no, nah, I'm glad that you were able to get on this one and do this for me and stuff. Okay? And thank you for having me. Always. Always. Hey everyone. This is this is I Am Poetry Podcast. Please check us out on social medias. The Chachi, go on her Instagram. Do her go watch her stuff and all that. And if you can, I'll basically get that information. Oh, she's gonna give me the link to that little rap thing she's doing now. I'm gonna I'm gonna show y'all that. And we'll also get some links to like the layover she did on layover podcast and some other things. So check her out. All right. And when else be safe out there. 2020 is almost over. And keep your mask on. Peace. <laughs>